You're listening to the Loose Cannon Comics Podcast. Check out Loose Cannon Comics on Instagram, SoundCloud.com, and iTunes. Also visit our Loose Cannon Comics YouTube page. Now, two men... No, I don't want to read Say it. And now, two men who have no idea how to please a woman, Tony and Eric. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, transportation has been a little weird for me lately. Oh, yeah? How's, how, what, do you got a good pair of shoes? I think I'm just going to be a uh, crash test dummy now for the rest of my life because I keep getting hit by people and T-bones. I, I love how you're never responsible for these accidents, the way you drive. Um... I, I I mean, the police officer, I, I the first accident, I was driving 60 miles an hour down the middle lane in Long Island Expressway, and next thing I know, I had a Nissan hood touching the back seat of mine, and, the, and it was all lit up. So that really wasn't my fault. Then I had the right-of-way and the green light to get to work, and I was going underneath the overpass on Rosalind Road, and a girl T-bones me. So they give me this freaking rent-a-car for 45 days, and they give me $800 for my 93 Subaru. <laughs> you should just That's turn, a steal. I, I mean, maybe it's just a little, a little karma. You drive around like Mad Max half yeah. the time, most of the time. So, have you driven with me? You Eric driven drives with like you? the T one thousand, trying to catch up with John Connor. <laughs> 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 I like I run I run like he I drive like he runs after the car. He gets in the car to drive, turns and looks at you, goes, "Get out, (laughs) get out if you want to live." (laughs) Fucking Tony's looking for me at the Galleria, like Terminator Two. The Galleria, the Galleria. Well, you know, I've driven with Tony before. Holy shit! I saw a woman with a walker pass us. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get into any accidents there. uh, uh, Fucking uh, uh, yeah. Well, maybe because you never leave Babel. And uh, you never fail, I'm, Earnhardt. I'm literally on the Long Island Expressway probably about six days, six times a week. My Who chance is, you are? Yeah. Jesus Christ. My chances are getting increased of getting into an accident. The Long Island Runway. Yeah, the Long Island Runway. And I love it. And then you tell your insurance company, it's like, well, how long will you be traveling with your car? Eight miles. My, my fucking business is two miles away from my house because, like, you know, the smaller miles that you say. But you got to see what a MacGyver in this thing with. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Did, did you did I tell you about this yet? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Uh, the radio doesn't work. The windows take about an hour and a half to roll down. All the electronics are going on it, right? The fucking engine runs like a top. All right? This thing is gr- I'm <laughs> if serious. The top was made in the Ukraine. So, so the thought like the car has 100,000 miles on it it's from 1993, but the thing, you know how when you uh, drive an older car and the transmission goes and then goes down back to like 2000 RPMs? This thing is smooth sailing. But the lights don't work on the fucking thing now. So now I had to think of an idea. I changed all the light bulbs. It gets a surge. So now I don't have any running lights in the back of my fucking car. The brake lights work, but no running running lights, right? So I had to fucking, I took a fucking LED flashlight, put a string on the bottom, threw it in there, <laughs> right? Then put the brake light behind it so now I have the running lights. But every time I get out of my car for any reason to save the batteries and the LED lights, I have to pull it out and turn it off again. This is what I'm doing to start. It's like I'm cranking my car like a fucking Model T. Jesus Christ. But I did have to finally cave and take it to the mechanic. I um I had a Jeep Wrangler one time and the door locked on the, on the driver's side permanently for like six months. So I had to climb in the passenger side every time I wanted to get in out of the car. So I'd like open the door, like somebody would be like, "Oh, thank you." I'd be like, "Oh, it's not for you." <laughs> but you actually, you probably came off like the biggest gentleman in the world, not right? Until I crawled in before them. So I've been saving this voicemail because the mechanic called me, oh, and so I don't even yeah. want to know what the damage bill is. What, did he shoot it? 
Uh, yeah, he's like, I brought it behind the woodshed and shot your fucking car. Yeah, you're right. Your 1973 Subaru's done. All right, we, uh, the duct tape holding the muffler up fell off, so of course, a little bit extra putting it back together again. But we got that thing on there. I forgot about the duct tape. We found a half-eaten whopper behind the seat. I don't know if you wanted that back. We threw the garbage, of course. But, uh, yeah, the car was a little bit messy. And, uh, you must have the cassette player not working. Uh, that's because it's an 8-track player. They don't play cassettes. So, uh, your bill's gonna be about $1,200, alright? So, uh, listen, get down here anytime you want. And I, I don't know, uh, we put that spoiler on the back of the gas door, but I, I really don't know what the point of that was. This car couldn't hit 60 miles an hour if you dropped it out of an airplane. Alright, so, uh, give me a call to get this, and the car's ready when you, when you want to get over here, alright? Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, when's this guy do with the fucking laugh shack? I oh. thought he was a fucking auto mechanic. It sounds like you fixed it. Yeah, this fucking piece of shit. He didn't fa- I told, this is what I do when I call up auto places. Don't touch anything. Yeah. Call me. So that shouldn't be a challenge. So that's the call. So that's the call. Eight-track tape. Fuck you if I have an eight-track in my car. I remember I got into your last car, the white one. It was like the opening scene of Aliens when they opened that room with the suits on and all the dust is like floating around in there. You know, and then it's like they're not touching anything. It's like there was an acid burn in the floor. It's like, oh, my God. Dude, nothing is worse than when I had to make it to my my girlfriend's birthday party um, in Williamsburg. But right. it was during the time of a nor'easter in late October. So I had this um, I had this uh, Saturn that I would drive around and fucking I like Saturns, you know. But anyway, long story short, I would have to take the window out. Because the track broke, and I couldn't put it back on the track because the mechanical piece was broke. I went to the junkyard. They didn't have any of the pieces. So what I would have to do is every time I got out of the car, I'd slide the window up, have it as a separate piece, and put it in my back seat. So one day I'm at the mall with my friend uh, Teddy, and I was like, yo, dude, you haven't even seen what we got to do to get in my car. He goes, what? What do you mean? So I open it up. I, I fucking I'm shimmying the window open. He's like, oh, dude, I just I'm on fucking probation. He's like, you're going to get us caught like we're trying to. I go, first of all, who's going to try to fucking steal a 96 Subaru? OK, the cops will just keep moving. So I go to move the, the fucking window in the back shatters into a million fucking pieces. I don't have a window on my fucking car anymore, Paul. OK, <laughs> so now I'm driving around windowless driver's side seat. So I, you know, I don't like to take the Long Island Railroad, obviously, from the Broadway. I hate it because you can run faster than it, right? <laughs> and I like to smoke my butts, and I like to listen to my AM radio and my podcast and not see any other human fucking being. So what I did was I look out. Of course, it's 38 degrees, pouring rain in, and 60-mile-an-hour winds. I got to get to Brooklyn by 630 in mid-fucking traffic. So it's not like the window's open and it's raining and I'm heading 75. I'm in 10-mile-an-hour bumper-to-bumper traffic. I put my clamming gear on. (laughs) You remember the clamming gear that I used to use on the boat with with the green waders? I put waders on. I put the fucking, they call them coffee cups, white little clam boots over them, and I closed the top, and I put my Gordon's Fisherman hat on. It was a big (laughs) yellow Gordon's Fisherman hat. It, it was like, you ever seen the episode where uh, Homer's coming back from New York and his window breaks and he's yep. behind the surgical uh, waste truck <laughs> and it keeps hitting him in the fucking face? People are passing me. Water is coming in my car. <laughs> this looks like fucking George Clooney in the last scene of uh, Perfect Storm. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. not going to let us out. I felt like I was on Double Dare. 
Like, you know, like every so often I would say like, oh, you can't do that on TV. I would say the secret word and it would be, I would say, fuck, I'm soaked. My fucking suit gets soaked next to me because it's hanging up. It literally, came, dude, the water came into the car so hard, it hit the passenger side seat window and splashed back at me. So not what I only was getting in the front, I'm getting in the back. Then to tip it all fucking off, I got this fucking Greyhound bus tries to cut me off to get on Van Damme Street. <sighs> now my, my goddamn car is so soaked. I got to park the car at my girl's apartment in the friggin'. I felt so bad. I gave the guy 20 bucks and I told him, don't touch the car. I'll move it out of here and I'll bring it out of here. The car was so soaked. I had to take a shop vac to the fucking thing. <laughs> and I get to my girlfriend's house. She's like, why are you late? Oh, well, you know, the traffic was uh, a little built up. She's like, no, so I get to the fucking thing. She's like, why are you dressed like the Gordon's fisherman? She's like, where's some fish sticks? And I was like, well, this is what I go through to get. I've been through about 13 to 14 cars in the past. Oh, dude, know, we've all had years. some great experience. I remember when I was younger, my, both of my folks had these two cars. My mom had a Datsun, right? And in the back of the Datsun, there was, the floor was so rotted out that there was actually a hole in the, in the floorboard of the car. And you could see the asphalt of the street going by <laughs> while you were driving. So I used to stick, like, G.I. <laughs> Joe by his ankles, and I'd feed him down to the hole and grind his head on the street while we were going on the highway. <laughs> Of course, Tony's decapitating people at 60 miles an hour. So then my dad had a car, too, one time. I'll never forget this <laughs> trip. So we're driving around, right? And my dad's got, like, some Neil Diamond dog shit cassette player that he's, he's playing on, like, continuous loop for, like, the whole four-hour road trip, right? So I'm like, Dad, this sucks. I'm going to turn it off. He's like, we're going to listen to Neil Diamond. That's it. I'm like, all right, Dad. So we keep Look, listening. Guys, your dad's a Neil Diamond guy? He likes a wall. He has a, a, I would think a, a he would like the fucking the, uh, soundtrack to Super Mario Brothers, and that's <laughs> it, the way he looks. <laughs> so anyway, moving forward. How do, you, how do you know what dad looks like? Anyway, so. Oh, I know, Tony. How do you know what my niece looks like? Because she was banging on the windows. This is my dinner. Whoa, well, maybe you should <laughs> let her into your apartment, you freak. What? You're reading text mics in the car? Listen, pay attention to the story, will you, for Christ's sake? Two uh, different stories. I'm sorry, keep going. I apologize. So, I'm right. in the car. My dad's listening to this goddamn Neil Diamond thing. I'm like, God, this sucks. I'm like, you know, 10 years old, right? So, it's playing, and it's like, across the road and over the ocean, they're coming to... And then it's like, they're coming to America, they're coming to... And like, it starts, like, fucking up, and all the, the, the you know, the celluloid starts flying out of the fucking tape deck. And he's like, my dad's like, God damn it! And I'm like, ha ha! Tony's in the back like, we're burning soldiers' heads off from the bottom of your car today. I, Neil Diamond's the shit, though. I do like me some Neil Diamond. But to answer your story, so I'm sitting in a restaurant today. I'm having some dinner, right? And I'm sitting at this table that's right next to the window in the restaurant. The window's across next to a sidewalk, right? So I'm sitting there having my dinner, and the next thing I know... This, like, toddler comes running over to the window and goes, like, boom, boom, boom with a fist on the window. And I turn and look, and she starts waving at me. And I'm like, who the f I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's Eric's niece. <laughs> How'd she get out of her chains? We've been looking like, for her for four days, Tony. I was like, I didn't expect it, you know, her to come running up and know who I was. I yeah. could just definitely see, like, Tony. If some random, like, three-year-old runs up on you, I'd run away. Yeah, I, I could see know, Tony. Like, yeah, I'm going to get arrested immediately. Yeah, I was like, I don't shit. know. I can see Tony at like 11. He's got the duster. Closes, <laughs> get the duster at 11. Closes the suitcase. <laughs> puts his Janko chain wallet inside his pocket. 
throws his thing into the back of the trunk, he's going on a trip with Daddy. And you know what? They're going across America. Tony with his duster and his rat tail. He's got a few green soldiers in his I pocket. Think you're going to Connecticut, but and slightly through the hole. At that He's, age, you might as well have been across fucking America. Yeah, I know. And then your dad would sit in the driveway until this song started. This brings back memories. He would wait till it picked up. Then he's 10, 5 miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. We're coming to America, Tony. And this is, where'd you guys go while listening to Neil Diamond? Far. We've uh, been traveling <laughs> far. I think we were going to, like, Connecticut or something like that. Yeah, it, your, your dad's singing to Tony. He's like, we're traveling far. We're coming to America. Tony's like, we're already in America, Dad. Now let me burn <laughs> another ant with a fucking magnifying glass. Oh, my God. Real quick. let's We'll get back to the shitty cars. I looked on News 12 the other day. They're like, by, by the way, this just in. We landed on Plymouth Rock. Yeah, they suck. There's some cocksucker with glasses down at Jones Beach. With these big mirrors, burning things in the wood and selling them. The guy is almost like making $200,000 a year for playing with a magnifying glass down at the beach while I'm busting my sack at ladies' night. So anyway, we're in the car with Tony and his dad. So tell us about what would happen. What would be the conversations with dad in the car? Uh, it depends. It could be anything. It depends on the circumstances, you know. Well, did you notice that a lot of the conversations were dictated by what Neil Diamond song was on the radio? Not really. Not really. It was just, it was constantly playing a loop. And I was just like, it was one of those old Dodge Daytonas. Ooh, Dodge Daytona. So your dad, dad was like a little bit of a muscle head, like a muscle car. Oh, yeah, my dad car. was a big-time muscle car guy. He's got vets and all this shit. What, really? Yeah, 68 vets. I think he's got a 70. We should go. 70, 68, a 71? We used to have a 69 vet when I was a kid. Yeah, he used to race him. That, that's nothing compared to my 96 Firebird that had the muffler in the back seat. Yeah, or yeah, your 96 Smokebird. Was more oh, like my God. That thing's on Firebird. If he pulls up in that, that, that white car he had, that Sunfire, whatever the hell it was, he opens the door. The fucking, the muffler is sitting there in the passenger seat. And not just the muffler, like, you know how like, there's, like, the muffler, and then there's, like, that fish poop part of it that just, like, trails off? Like, the pipe just wiggles a few times. Yeah, and there's, yeah. Like, like, all the, the whole rest. thing. Yeah, the residual part, like, the yeah. whole thing was there. Like, it was like the engine to the actual muffler, like that Yeah, part. exactly. Yeah. It was like he went into an automotive store with a shotgun on a hunting trip and caught, like, a, like a trophy muffler <laughs> and had it, like, there in the car. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, yeah, just move it over. I'm like... Move the muffler over? It weighs like 40 pounds. Like, where am I going to put it? The glove box? Was it going to put it back on his broken-ass muffler? At that point, you get a new one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just move it out of the way. To where? Like, in the back seat? It's, it looks like it looks like an animal, for God's sake. You know, I used to have my worst car ever was a 1982 Jeep CJ7. Yeah. 1981. That's kind of cool, though. It was a very cool car. Right, yeah. But not very safe for a 16-year-old no. to have. No, 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 no. You know, I was driving around with no license. The windshield down, the doors would come off. All they were held on with was a piece of fucking canvas. You'd go flying out the other side of it. So every time I stopped, if I had to stop short, the car would just stall out. <laughs> so my parents' house had a hill going down the driveway. So every morning I'd be ready to go to school. I had to go out there half an hour before I left to warm the fucking car up. Every day without fail, get to the bottom of the hill, hit the brakes to stop. And it was on a main road. Yeah. And then I would hit the gas again, just conk out in the middle of the fucking street. Oh, God. <laughs> this happened every time. And once it rained, the wheels would just lock up, slide through every stop sign. 
It was fantastic. Oh, you gotta ended, love it. Ended up selling it to another asshole friend of mine for like a thousand bucks. Well, speaking of asshole friends, we got somebody on the line here. You guys know him as the Greek Freak. And he's also known as Tommy K. You want to talk about shit boxes? We've had some shit boxes. TK, what's good, brother? What's happening, fellas? Happy post Thanksgiving. Hey, what's up, buddy? So I was just going to say uh, that um, there was a period in time when during high school we would go out to lunch every day. And unbeknownst to you, you had a, what was it, a 98 Celica? What were you rolling around in? My first car was a 1987 Toyota Celica. Like a 1987 Celica, yeah, right. Um, pretty sure, like... Two-door. You know, some, some, like, stripper owned it in the 80s, you know, when it was a hot car. And I got it, like, in 2001. You know, that <laughs> on it. Uh, it was a fucking dirt bomb of a car. And, of course, you know, me, like, first day I get my driver's license, I hop in the thing, and I'm, like, acting like a cool, right? Granted, I'm fucking 6'3", 250 pounds. I look like a fucking goon in a 1987 Toyota Celica, right? Um, so I'm cruising. I'm trying to change the heat, but the heat's not working. I'm not looking up. I'm looking at the heat trying to fix it. I ram into the back of three immigrants my first day with my driver's license. I knock up the front of the car. So not only now am I driving a 1987 electric blue Toyota Celica, I just rear-ended a bunch of immigrants, and my front end is just smashed. So, for the entirety of the car's life, I had to drive around with a smashed front end to add, like, you know, insult on injury of driving a, you know, some hooker's car from the 80s. Well, the greatest thing was, with this car from the 80s, me and Tom would alternate, actually, when we would drive. So, on the days that he wouldn't drive, I'd go up to his Celica, and I would draw a huge cock with my index finger and my forefinger, like with the dust in the hood, every day in the same exact pattern, right? So Is that your same finger, your index finger, and your forefinger? Uh, no, I'm sorry, my middle finger and my pointer finger, okay? Okay, I all right? Like said, I like how you said cock. You really accentuated the C <laughs> and the K. Like, well, somebody cock. somebody that listens to the show said I said snap my carrot about 2,800 times last episode. So I'm trying to come up with new names for dicks, and I just keep up coming up with cock. So he's got about a six foot he's got carrot. about a six foot cock on his uh, on his car, right? So why don't you tell us what happened when you actually went to go try to sell this thing? Uh, well, me being careless and just pretty much just calling it quits in terms of like trying to maintain a you know a nice looking car i let that 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 cock settle in in the pollen on the paint job and it kind of the sun kind of baked it in um and i didn't really realize that because i didn't wash my car for a couple months well when i went to wash my car there was a huge huge outline of a pecker on my the hood of my car so now it's a dented front end it's electric blue I look it's like electric. a rapist, you know, big rapist in a small little vehicle cruising around. Tom wore the goddamn car like a guinea tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I might as well have been fucking having like a, it might have been bike pedals instead of regular pedals in the front seat uh, making me go. But, uh, but yeah, so I tried to sell it, but there was a huge dick on the hood. So um, I, br I so. brought, so, so of course I have to finally fucking fess up to this kid. And he's like, yeah, there's this big fucking dick in my car. And of course I had to tell him that he had the fucking dick. 
But uh, there's been me and Tom have traveled a lot in cars before. Remember that time we went up to Poughkeepsie in the Celica? Because Tony said that in his dad's car they would listen to Neil Diamond, and they would buy, and they would go upstate to buy flashlights. And thanks to buying all of them, by the oh, way. Oh, anytime. Yeah, that's where. What do you think I do with all the extra money? You know, it costs a lot to get them shaped like your mouth. That was hard to do. Well, how's that dick-shaped soap on a rope working out for you there, Great, Tony? Great, by the way. Awesome. I heard it's real clean. So anyway, we're going up to Poughkeepsie, and Tom's got a hole—not a hole, but like where where the back seat, and the, the 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 back rest of the seat, and the ass part of the seat. There's a hole. <laughs> And you can, you can, it's not like the hole you had where you, Tony, yo, Tom, Tony was taking fucking green army soldiers, sticking his hand through the hole in the car and burning their heads off. This kid should have been on a fucking watch list. And pens too. He was, he was, do you actually know the trench coat mafia got their name because they wanted to change it for copyright infringement because he had the duster mafia and now they changed it to the trench coat mafia, but that's neither here nor there. We're driving up to Poughkeepsie. We get so baked in this fucking car, right? We're driving out of Celica. So, Tommy, you might want to take it from here because we got pretty baked. We got Jabone in the back of the seat, the kid that painted his face blackface. Jabone? We got blackface Jabone in the back. Fucking three stooges. But, uh, so we're getting off, uh, we're getting off, we're headed up to Poughkeepsie, and like Eric said, we, we, we smoked some of that piss. We were fucking high as a kite, right? So... I uh I get off on the uh, what is it Jackie Robinson Expressway, right? And I pull up to the light, and I just see how oh, there's a bunch of cars stopped. So I pull behind the stopped cars, and we're sitting there, and nobody's moving. I'm fucking honking my horn. We're breathing in the fumes. And now the thing is, this is techno days, right? This is techno days, so we're listening to like repetitive techno music. And when you're high, you find myself listening to fucking techno music. I'm like, what is wrong? You you fruity shit too, and I'm like, I like. It's the Greek in you. It's the Greek in you. You can't help it. I love this beat. Meanwhile, I'm like, I hope nobody hears it. I hope nobody hears it. So we get off the Jackie. Uh, anyway, we, we get off of Jackie Robinson. We're waiting behind a bunch of cars for about a half hour. Lo and behold, next thing you know, Eric's like, hey, asshole, these cars are parked. So I've been sitting behind car- parked cars for a half hour. <laughs> it was the worst track. This, this is a true story. And I'm beeping my horn. I'm getting pissed. I'm fucking being, I'm aggravated. And the next thing you know, Eric's like, are you going to move from behind these parked cars? Or are you going to fucking just stay here? And it was like, and was like it, it was like, wow. you know, when Bla- you know, when black sheep, when he gets the, the NOS leaks in the car and they're like roots, row ads, because he had the exhaust coming through that little hole. Oh, my God. In the back seat. So J.R. J. Uh, uh, Blackface Jabone, his job was to put his left leg on the crack. So he would, but he got so stoned, he started putting his legs up because he was like laying parallel. You couldn't sit behind any of our seats, and the car was so small. I don't know why they thought in the '80s everyone was a dwarf because like you have to lay down. It's like a insurance. Three, it's like a three seater almost, right? Insurance purposes. So whenever he would lift his leg up, it would just like f- raw fumes into the fucking car. <laughs> fucking half an hour behind parked cars, dude. Do you think we should? And then that was the same night that I went to go take a piss. On the side of the fucking road behind the mobile on our way to Poughkeepsie, and the cop is just watching me take a piss. Fucking weird. That was a weird. That was a weird trip. That was. Was that when we got arrested? Yeah, we should have known from the beginning. Well, God, God gives you usually a couple of hints <clears throat> that you shouldn't take a trip. Like when things happen, you're like, all right, maybe I shouldn't be doing this trip. You're like, but we're going full bore anyway. 
Going up to yeah, Poughkeepsie God, was, was the best time. God shouldn't even, he shouldn't give me a couple hits of ecstasy, and then I fucking start trespassing on people's property, and the next <laughs> thing you know, I'm speaking to the black clock cop, the well, black woman clock cop about her plight. Like well, <laughs> well, Tony, listen, you look, you might look like the transporter. I might drive like him, but fucking Tom drives like De Niro from Ronin. Jesus. And I'm not talking about his sidekick. I'm talking about De Niro doing J turns to get to Nassau Community College so he can get the fucking Taco Bell before it closes. Yeah, I dated a couple of Italian girls. I had to show off. I act like I was a fucking motorhead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I needed to do some fishtails to get a blowy. You know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> this guy, I know he's too, uh, He'd always scream, lean, in the car as he was making a turn, and you'd lean to the side. He was turning so the car would, like, stabilize, you know? It's crazy, man. It's nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, that story might be up for story of the year. What's that? The one that you just told. Leaning in the car? <laughs> I knew this guy. He just leaned. <laughs> I was like, I don't think just, it was that yo, we were in the, the car, curve, right? Guys. We were in the car, right? I guess you have to take over for Dylan's uh, stories, because Dylan's like... Well, when Taters tells a story, he's like, the moon passed Saturn, and then it was a Wednesday, and he's telling you about what he had for lunch. Oh, well, yeah, like you're the grandfather from the never-ending story. <laughs> Santa baby, coming down the chimney tonight. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, coming home from our house Christmas. You Eve. fell in love with him in the Prince of Tides. Now flood your holiday heart with the husky voice of Nick Nolte. I'm Nick Nolte. And this is a Nick Nolte Christmas. Betty Kaliki Maga is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Come, holy faithful, God and God aren't like me. On a consistent basis, my father would drink a pint of vodka and beat me up and then throw me under the tree and make me drink the sap water. With special stories and insights along the way, there's little to lose with this 20 cassette tape or 10 CD box I'm set. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath mistletoe last night and then a Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose if you ever saw him you would even say he blows the first three to order receive a special gift of Nick Nolte's own handcrafted set of the three wise men they'll be due when I say that your princess is away I'm Nick Nolte, and this is my CD. I Podcast. snapped those carrots. Yeah, he snaps the carrots on right. I got to see. Yeah, somebody called me and told me that I said snap my carrot too much on on the actual <laughs> air. But now, really? and then they asked me what snap your carrot means because they were like, you don't want to snap your carrot. No, but it's like you, you stroke your cock so much that you actually snap your carrot. You break your penis because you, you were fucking tugging it so much. That seems like it's pretty vicious. What was he from Iowa? It is Sid Vicious we're talking about here. So, Sid Vicious, the fucking the wrestler? Yeah, dude. Yo, speaking of wrestlers, didn't you used to have Ric Flair come to your uh, bar all the time? Yeah, I have a couple good stories about Ric Flair. Uh, maybe just share one of them because we just I watched that 30 for 30 on fucking Ric Flair, and he is the most one of the most amazing people on earth. 
Oh, he's phenomenal. I actually spent like his 55th birthday with him, and I made him, uh, so he'd come into the restaurant, and every day he'd have the bartender uh, chill a whole bottle of Pinot Noir for him, and then he would order a double chicken salad with extra balsamic vinegar, so I would make that for him every day. Um, And he eventually got kicked out of the restaurant for... um, asking the bartender who was a female to guess how big his dick was <laughs> and, and she was mortified this is pretty all like these uh, sex scandals right so she was mortified so she told the GM and the GM's like yeah you can't do that and he kicked him out of the restaurant for good but how, and, bi- how big was it I don't know if I, if I had my guess it looked like a fucking toilet uh, towel a paper towel roll they're doing roids all the time though. I think he's got to be like shrinking up, right? Well, you got to be like, you got to admit, some guy's not going to go, guess how big my dick is in now three inches. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I mean, to- he, he pulled old Houdini, guess how big my dick is. Next thing you know, he like pulled his pants down. It's like That's- a fucking thumbnail. It's like a fucking you know? circus music starts playing. It's like bum bum bada bum 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 bum. Now actually, that's the Rogue One song from it's fucking Star Darth Maul. Bum bum bada bum 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 bum. He's just pinwheeling. A girl told me a story one time that she was with a friend, and her friend goes in the back room to hook up with this guy. Right. So, a few minutes goes by, and the two of them are in there, you know, making bacon. Whatever's going on is going on. So she hears a scream. Right. So she runs in there to see what's happened, and the friend like comes running out. The guy's pants were down, and the thing was down to his knees, she said. <laughs> like, a friend took one look at it was like, no way, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then Eric went running in. I don't know if that was old <laughs> And then his name was Eric. We were just talking about the shittiest car. Paul, what's the shittiest car you had? I guess, what, what, would that, what was that green, or like, uh, no, convertible you No, those fucking fire flames. The shittiest car I ever had was uh, my Jeep. <laughs> the Oldsmobile was fire flames. That thing was pretty nice. Yeah, man. Sebring? No, 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 no. The Cutlass. That's when me and me and uh, me and his brother, Paul's brother, Chris. My mom had the Sebring. We drove down in her in his mom's Sebring, and we drank, we smoked Virginia Slims and drank wine coolers the whole time, and people thought we were finooks the whole time. So like other guys were giving us winks and shit, and we're like, oh, maybe they just like the car. After the th- a third hour, where some guy just showed me his pee shot through the window, I was like, they might think we're gay, Chris. And I, I still have lower back problems from that Sebring. Oh, the fucking car was the worst. I don't know what's gayer, Virginia Slims or wine coolers. <laughs> Yo, we're fucking Chrysler Sebrings. <laughs> we're Chrysler Sebring. We wanted to go well because the only thing we can get our hands on were Virginia Slims because I uh, I. Had had enough of those proof of purchases. Yeah, let's be honest though. All things you know considered, yeah. those Bartles and James wine coolers back in the nineties weren't bad. They were pretty good. I mean, now you have like I like, feel like, like you have like, like the Trulies now, which are like yeah. the new wine coolers, which are fantastic. Well, the Smirnoff took uh, the wine cooler and just took. Well, I think actually, wine coolers might be the equivalent to the candy cigarette because children, as a as a. Oh, I got a perfect story about Zima. I used to work with this landscaper, right? And he'd be, hey, Bob, talks like this, Bob. And he's got got his own company. And I was 13 working for him. And he would get so blown out the night before and so (laughs) fucked up that he'd be sleeping in his truck. That's how I would have to start the day every day. Start him up, right? So he'd wake up, crack a Zima, smoke a backwoods cigar, 
right? And fucking, and he'd be like, all right, go do this, go do that, and stay in the truck. Five minutes later, he'd come out of the truck. He was like fucking, he would come to the job site like Ultimate Warrior without the music. Dun, 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 dun. And it's like, I'm not 13, I'm 13, so I'm not knowing that he's fucking doing fucking shoelace lines of cocaine, booger sugar, in the, on the fucking hood of his car before he comes out there. But once he started going, this guy started going. So he's drinking Zimas, tries to give me one when I'm 13. I'm like, I, I'm good. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want alcoholic seven up, you know? But I go, even at 13, I go, I go to him, I go, I go, Teddy, I go, why do you drink Zimas? He goes, ah, nobody, nobody ever asked me for one. He was that cheap where he would drink Zimas because no one would ever ask him to have one. Jesus Christ. He should just get Coors Light uh, and do the same thing. They were pretty those things. Oh, Zimas? Yeah. It's fucking well, it's like the clear Pepsi. Tony is like the biggest clear Pepsi guy. Oh, did you? Crystal Pepsi is the best. He actually... Didn't that make a comeback recently? Yeah. You can get it. Oh, I got some. Oh, yeah? Oh, I got some, baby. You got a case just so you I got a it? bottle, and I drank... I had a couple of bottles, and I drank both of them. They were good. Yo, I gave one to him. Did you actually know, little known uh, fact, that Tony went down on Sammy Hagar on the set of the Pepsi commercial? Right now! Right hey! Now. There's no tomorrow. tomorrow! That was literally the clear Pepsi theme song. Yeah, it was. I mean, how much yes, money were they put in that marketing back in the day? It was a good product. It was a delicious product. Didn't you, didn't you, weren't you like unable to close your uh, your sunroof? So you had like you just had to cruise around with the open sunroof all the time. Yeah, I would have to actually. The doors didn't work. I would. The, and then you the, had no muffler either, so you could hear yourself from fucking Comac. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was a. Yeah. It, it had no muffler. The driver's side. The spare tire was holding up the driver's side seat, and it had Johnny Five lights. And those were the only lights that I like. Me and my brother are obsessed with pop-up lights uh, from Rocky Four. When the one way for it, Ivan Drago, and they have the montage where doom, doom, doom. I always wanted my lights to pop up. So anyway, long story short, towards the end of this fucking thing, I'm driving home one day, and this lady that got an eye test hits me in this fucking thing smashes me another another one where uh it was her completely her fault so they gave me two twenty two hundred dollars for the car but the uh but the lights look like johnny five one was pointing towards the tree line one was looking down it needed more input then the door stopped working right <laughs> so i would have to crawl out of the sunroof to get out of the car but i was too worried to close the sunroof that it would never open again i would never be able to get into my car again so I would have to leave that open. I would put a garbage bag over it. Nothing. It, it, it would just fly away halfway through the night. It was the most awful thing, awful car that I ever did. But the greatest thing was when it caught on fire. Driving down West Harbor Drive, thing catches on fire. I stick my head out like the window like Ace Ventura because the smoke is billowing into the car. I pull it up to my, my house. I have a bay window in my house. My mom sees my car on fire. She's like, call the fire department. I'm like, don't call a soul. I go to <laughs> the, the car was so fucking old. The hood opened up by the front windshield, not the front of the car. So I take a towel, burn my hand, get the thing up. Fucking foot and a half flames. I fucking, I fucking, I take a fire, uh, I was about to say a fire hydrant, take an extinguisher to the whole thing, I clean it off, I donate it, cars for kids, I get a check for 800 bucks, insurance gave me 2300 How the fuck do I get $2,300 for a fucking 83 Prelude in 1997, and nowadays for a 1993 car, they give me $800 for the insurance, for a total? They got you by the balls. By the balls. Hey, do you remember the time that uh, we were in Dylan's car 
And remember how we used to run uh, on Dylan's grandmother's car? It was like a white fucking, I don't know, Oldsmobile or some shit like that. Uh, you know, Buick, old school Buick. And we used to run into the garbage cans on garbage day. And do you remember when Dylan went full fucking blast, like 50 miles an hour, into a garbage can we thought was empty? But that motherfucker was filled with all sorts of garbage. There was like fucking t- a whole turkey in there, and it broke the windshield. Do you remember that? Of course I do. <laughs> it was like he's was almost like, crying over it. And you know how those old Jews had the pickups, like pick up like crazy. So he just gunned it. <laughs> we used to we used to open up the doors and hold it with our legs to get to get garbage cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Oh, dude, did you ever hear this story? So we have a friend, Pat, and me and my friend, me and my friend, Matt, went fishing. And Pat, Pat kind of always bails on, uh, kind of always bails on uh, hanging out, going fishing. He's like, yo, I'm hanging out with my girl, yo, or whatever the excuse is, right? So me and my boy, Matt, thought it'd be funny since he didn't come fucking fishing. We caught three porgies, right? So we take the porgies. I take one. I put it in his gas tank. I open up the door and I put it in there and I tape it. Then I take another one, like the fucking remember, like the shit, to- the 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 Billy Bass fish that Tony Soprano always used to get pissed at in the office. Get that fucking thing out of here, you know. So I had one taped, electric taped, to the grill of his car. So he he doesn't know this. We just snuck up to his house. So he drives all the way three towns over to go get gas. He parks his car and there's this hot girl looking at him. So he tells me the story secondhand. He goes, I think I'm fucking looking good. I'm just coming out of the gym. I'm getting my fucking swole on and all this shit. He fucking, the lady turns to him and goes, do you know you have a fish taped to the front of your car? <laughs> he looks over. He's like, these cocksuckers. So now he's got to go inside to the fucking thing to get a bag to put around his hand. Like he's picking up dog shit. But he can't, the fucking fish is like breaking in his hand. And now he's got to get the tape off. So now he's fucking with the tape, a fucking half broken fish, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so he, it, he told me it took him 20 minutes to get this thing off his grill, right? Then he goes to fill up his gas tank. Another fucking fish right in his fucking <laughs> gas fucking right in his door. He's like, these cocksuckers. He's screaming. He said that he was cursing so loud. People thought he was going to rob the fucking place. You got good friends. Or like, Tony, Tommy, what about the time I I mooned the mayor of Glen Cove in the Horizon? Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was, I was a little was before I, after I told Billy Joel that I'd fuck his wife. You remember that in front of the Italian restaurant? And I was like, I'll fuck your wife. <laughs> Long dick style. That was Tom's shout out. See, Tom was way ahead of his time. You guys were just showing me that video of Tyrone, the guy that goes up and like slaps cigarettes out of people's hands, and he's like, I'll fucking long dick your wife. That, that was Tom's so funny. That was Tom's shout out. I'll fuck your wife to guys right on the street. So we're in the horizon that that maybe holds three people, and we had about six people in the horizon. We'd get drunk. We'd go to the McDonald's and steal baby chairs and just run out of the fucking place, right? <laughs> So why don't you take me? I don't know what the maturation was because I was a little drunk. How did I wind up uh, mooning the mayor of Glen Cove? Uh, It was kind of, we were like, we were driving back. We we were driving in Glen Cove. And then somehow you must be up on like Glen Cove politics because you, I think it was like Tom Swazi or some shit. Yeah, it was Tom Swazi. 
<laughs> you know, like, it, it, it was like you saw a fucking Axel Rose. You're like, oh my God, oh my God, that's the mayor of Glen Cove. And I was like, okay. And then he, he's like, let's go back around. I'm going to show him my ass. So <laughs> we, we went back around and literally going like five miles an hour. And you're like, hey, come Swazi. And you just turn around and just fucking ass cakes. Right? Well, actually, what like, Tom... What Tom what Tom's starting to forget here, though, is we drove by at five miles an hour. I get I get out of the car. You know where the UFC store is in Glen Cove with all those glass windows right before the fucking Used to be that. right before the fucking downtown yeah, sucks, yeah. right? So he's trying to run for uh, he's mayor trying to run for reelection. There's about 138 boosters listening to him speak. So I get out. I fucking pull my pants down. You I got out of the car. I spread yo. I get out of the car. I run up to the window. I spread cheek left. You know, like I put I put the left cheek on the window. Oh, they're in the building. Yeah, they're like they're like in the building, and I'm outside. Okay. So I put my left cheek on the window, and then kind of like kind of like suction cup the other one to the right, so it's spread. So you see a little bit of the red eye. Only too. on this podcast, I just start folks. going boom, boom, <laughs> while banging on the window. Now Gary, the guy operating. The- the guy operating the vehicle, our friend Gary, our, our friend Gary's diet is like Indian toenails that are barbecued in sour cream. So he always threw up for some reason. So now after I do this, these cocksuckers, these cocksuckers take off. They leave me there. So this is where the five miles an hour came from. They're driving five, ten miles an hour. My pants are still on my knees. I had to walk past this busy bar at night. With my fucking co- like with my uh, with my I had my, my my of course I had my underwear with my dick but my ass was out trying to pull up my pants and fucking Gary keeps pulling up pulling up so I can't get in the car. <laughs> Finally, the car stops, but the car stops because Gary is laughing so hard he starts puking out the window. Uh, Remember, that was, uh, uh, I couldn't stop laughing. There's nothing funnier than watching somebody throw up. You know, with like the progression of them dry heaving and. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. Well, Tom, Tom, remember the time you got dog shit on your foot and you brought it into the car and he fucking lo- we were supposed to go out and have a great night at Miragio and the whole thing got shut down. No, oh, fucking the best. Well, that get, was, was Gary, best. Gary, literally, we get a pie before we go out so we can actually have some food in our stomach before we fucking go out and drink. So we get a pie. Everybody gets two slices. Gary goes to me, you've been robbed, takes my fucking second slice. He, I only had one. He takes my second slice and eats it. So he's on the three slices now. He had three and a half with some knots, okay? So Because he always ate like he had two assholes. So he gets uh-huh. into the car, and fucking Tom has dog shit on his foot. So now the mix between the four and a half pounds of cheese in his stomach and dog shit on Tom's foot, he goes, guys, he's like, guys, guys, ugh. <laughs> and we're all going, ah, ah, that's what you get. I'm in his ear because I'm in the back. I'm behind him. I'm like, that's what you fucking get for eating my slice of fucking pizza. That's what you fucking get. So he fucking throws up on my Pat's fucking front lawn and then kicks us all out of the car and goes home for the night. You know, you know it's like throwing up doesn't do it justice. He threw up like he had Ebola. Tony's literally crying right now, by the way. There might as well, there might as well have been blood 
Yeah, you know who? You know who Gary looked like? He looked like he looked like McDreamy from fucking Outbreak. You know how he's the first one at the pet the monkey. Who? What the, what the fuck's his name? He was Pizza Boy, McDreamy, McDermott. All the chicks think he's hot. He look. Yeah, yeah, Mick, please, can you look that up on What's the phone? Look up Mick Dreamy, what the fuck? He was Pizza Boy, where the chicks would add no, uh, they'd... Oh, lover, lover Boy. Yeah, Lover, lover Boy, yeah, Lover Boy, where, where they would add, Patrick uh, Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, yeah. He looked like fucking, Gary McKeever looked like a black version <laughs> of Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> fucking... Time was the Lover Boy movie, and then it, like the 2001 version is the pizza delivery porno where the guy answers the door and his dick's in the pizza. Yeah, box. and his dick's actually in it. Did you ever see that movie, Tony? With the guy's penis was in the pizza box? No, no, no. So uh, pa uh, Patrick Dempsey was in this, sh this movie where he's Loverboy. Like, yeah, Loverboy. Yeah, Loverboy. Oh, an an no anchovies on the half anchovies made. He comes over and lays the fucking pipe to the chick from the movie. Look who's talking. Which was the one with the girl who, like, she couldn't get any, uh, you know, she couldn't get a fair shake as a girl, so she dressed up as a guy. Oh, that I just told that story the other day. It's yeah, just one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of the guys. Okay, guys, I got a question for you. Who's got better tits, okay? Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places or the chick from Just One of the Guys? Oh, I don't know over here. Oh, wait, 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 now you're PC on me, no, Tony? No, no, I'm just saying. Like, listen, that's Matt. Such like, that's such like a beer can question. Yo, guys, listen over here right now. I got to ask you a yeah, question. Yeah. If you had to buff a broad yeah. over here, mm -hmm, who'd mm -hmm. it be? Well, I was so inundated with ideas for the show from Tony this week <laughs> via text message. Actually, I think I've received one from the past month from him for ideas for the show. But since I'm so, I, I just can't keep up with all. Oh, of them. so I got. He's being sarcastic. Nah, I'm being facetious, Ooh. and I try to get me to spell it. But Tom, we're gonna let you go. But uh, Greek freak, where are you gonna be this week? Uh, I'm gonna be here in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, so <laughs> I got a hall pass on Friday. You got a? What do you mean you got a hall pass? You're allowed to bang somebody? As long as my wife doesn't find out. <laughs> well, you know, you're on a radio show. <laughs> All right, Todd. Thanks, man. We really appreciate right, it. Good luck with that hall pass. Yo, actually, maybe right. leave us a message while you try on the hall pass. All right? Later. Fucking Greek freaks got a hall pass that his wife don't know about. Not yet. How would you do, feel about doing that? Like, I so, wouldn't do that. Would you share? Would you ever share your wife with nah. another guy? No. Nah. Don't, uh, Paul? I don't think so. No, but but he was more of a definitive no than you. Just to share by sharing, I'm saying like if you were allowed to hook up with somebody and she was allowed to hook up, I think with I someone. could be down with that. Maybe I think that would end like the Hindenburg. They'd yeah, be like, we'll oh, work. the humanity. Somebody's always gonna be upset. It's not gonna be a cohesive. Yeah, I could, so I think it's like when people think about ideas like that. I think that a lot of them think about it like it's in pornos, like in a vacuum, where the TV repair guy comes over, fucks her, and then it's like you turn it off and you go play Madden or do whatever you're gonna do. You know, life isn't in a vacuum. There's emotions. It's like you were looking at her more. I I would never do it in a million years, just on the sheer fact well, that now you're talking about a threesome. You're... Threesomes, uh, hooking up with other people while in a steady relationship. I wouldn't do any of it. Wouldn't do any of it because I just don't want to take the risk of the relationship going to shit yeah. like most of our cars. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
Mm-hmm. And guys, it's been good talking auto with you. I didn't know when this I talk was goes from cars to threesomes to wife swapping to wife swapping cars you could to drive threesomes. two crappy cars at the same time. You could fuck multiple chicks, multiple cars. Watch dudes fuck your car. If you could, you fu- could fuck <laughs> another guy's car, and then have somebody fuck your car. If you could fuck a tailpipe from 1968 to 1972, which one would you do? Okay. Hey, Tony, leaded or unleaded? Fuck you. Oh, right. <laughs> listen to this guy over here. Well, the show's over, folks. But the part doesn't stop there. Go to Instagram at Loose Cannon Comics and check us out. Go to SoundCloud.com or your podcast function on your iPhone. Put in Loose Cannon Comics and get ready to laugh. Also, go to YouTube.com, Loose Cannon Comics. Subscribe to our show to laugh once a week, each week. We'll see you next time, guys. And remember, keep your dick out of the dirt.